Hello, and welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, episode 23. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, where we are building profitable food businesses, one product, one process, one thought at a time. Now here's your host, Dr. Michelle Fannensteel. fellow foodpreneurs. What a great day to be recording a podcast. I'm so excited. I think spring might actually come despite the fact that we got like an inch and a half of snow yesterday. I don't care. I am being the possibility of spring. (laughs) You know, and as we get on the podcast this morning, I wanted to give a shout out to everybody who's already given me a five-star review. Thank you so much. It means so much. If you guys go onto your podcast listening method of choice and leave a five-star review because that really helps the algorithm and it really helps me get my podcast out to more people so that we can, you know, be the change in the world that we are meant to be and I can help other folks build wealth and community and learn to manage their mind so that more foodpreneurs can bring more amazing food out into the universe and that's an amazing thing to do you know it's like really what I'm called to do all the work that I talk about here on the podcast is work that I do every day you know some of you might not realize but I do like five models a day I spend two hours every day in focus time managing my mind and working on creating myself and my business as the people like as as the people in my business and then as a business and as a person as I'm trying to show up in the world it's truly life-changing work and we're going to dive so deep into that this week on the podcast and I'm doing this because we have um in April coming up in the power group we are actually covering time management so we're covering time management we're covering supply chain analysis and and really diving into and understanding your supply chain and getting your supply chain preventive controls squared away and all that good sort of stuff. So if that is work you're looking to do and to dive deeper and to be really accountable to showing up to yourself, join us in the power group. Go to www.sfbdi.com com slash power group and you can find out all about how to join the power group we have individual memberships we have corporate memberships for up to five people so that you as a business can get this you know everybody can be having the same conversations about possibility and mindset and doing all of the same work it it's really life-changing and business changing for my clients who are doing it And then the other thing that I want to let you know is that I am going to be holding a meat and poultry HACCP class in Brooklyn on, uh, in the first week of May, and we are trying to fill that class. There are only a few spots left, and if you are interested, send us an email at sfbdi at dot com 
Okay, and we will uh, get you the link to go register for the class. Uh, there's a discount on the class if you register before April 1st, and it's going to be amazing. Uh, there's some. Uh, it's a fun. Uh, it's a fun spot in Brooklyn. I'm doing it with Bulletproof Food Safety and Austin Public Over uh, down in New York. He runs a great group down there, and it's going to be a ton of fun. So. Uh, if you're interested in doing meat and poultry HACCP, and this is really for smallholder food producers, I really don't teach how to kill 180 chickens a minute. I don't know how to kill 180 chickens a minute, and I don't want to know. Um, I, we don't kill 60 cattle an hour. We kill, like, 10 a day. <laughs> and so that's the food safety I teach you. We teach charcuterie, and we teach the more complex process, value-added processes that smallholder foodpreneurs are tending to do. So uh, I invite you to that. That's in May. Um, you know... And I do all of these things because I am called to create wealth and community in the smallholder food world. And that means something to me. And I'm spending a lot of time these days understanding why I get up in the morning and do this. Because I'm working so hard on growing my business. And it's a really amazing process to dive into my own mind and it's a super privilege to be able to do this and I love sharing this all with you. And one of the keys to my success is my time management process. I write my podcasts on Monday morning. I proof them on Tuesday and then send them out to Pam who puts the pages together that you guys see. And then I record on Thursday morning for release on Thursday afternoon. And I do this every week without fail. No matter where I am in the world, you know, I've done this from overseas. I've done it from across the country. I do 20 to 30 minutes of my core self-promotion strategies every workday without fail. And if you're wondering what those are, go back and listen to the Book Yourself Solid podcast. I do two hours of self-coaching, business development, and growth thinking every day, seven days a week without fail. These actions are the difference between having the business you want and having the business and the life that you have right now. Showing up to your calendar has the mind-blowing result of creating the life that you want. And I know for many of you, showing up to your calendar can feel like a Sisyphean task. And today, my friends, we are going to clean all of that up. When you show up to getting your food safety work, your mindset, your communications work done, you'll make more money. Not only that, you'll make more profit because you will be vastly more efficient by making decisions ahead of time. You're going to have more emotional energy for the things that you want to do, and you're going to have more capacity to think and drive creativity. You'll have so much less anxiety. You'll not only be building the business you were meant to build, but you're going to be building the life you are meant to build. And it's all because of managing your calendar, not just managing your time. I want you to think about that for a minute. 
when I say the words time management, what do you think? What do you see in your head? It's fairly hard to visualize, isn't it? Now I want you to think of calendar management. What does that look like? What do you see in your mind's eye when you think of calendar management? Well, I see my calendar and my work tracking spreadsheet. I see my journal where I write stuff down. It's so important to understand that time management is a concept different from calendar management. Time management, to me anyway, seems really squishy. Calendar management is precise. And we've got to think about time management, but then do the work of that thinking, which is produce the results by managing the calendar. So first, of course, we're going to do the thinking work. We always do the thinking work first. And the first thing we have to do when we look at how we're going to manage our time is to look at how do we do things right now? All right, so this is an exercise. Go get your journals, all right? And I want you to take a minute, and I want you to pause the podcast, and I want you to write down your top five priorities. Or if you're driving while you listen to this, just hit pause and think of your top five priorities, okay? Now that you're back, I want you to answer the following question. Why did you order your priorities that way? Really think about this and notice in your thoughts where the word should comes up in your thinking. All right, next we have another exercise. Do not do this one while you are driving, (laughs) okay? Do this one later, re-listen to the podcast. I want you to write out what you did for the past 24 hours. How did you spend your time? When did you wake up? What did you do? Start with when your alarm went off or when the kids woke you up or when the cat woke you up. (laughs) What did you do next? Write down all your actions and then as best you can, write out the time frame and account for all of your time yesterday. Next, when you've done that, I want you to go back and look at that list of priorities and figure out how did your list of priorities match up with your activities. Say you woke up and you cuddled your kids and you made them breakfast and all of that took an hour before they went off to school. Okay, so then you'd write down for maybe say six to seven spent time with kids. The result was greater connection to family and family is your first priority. Great. Do that exercise for all of your time in the past 24 hours. And for many of you, this exercise is going to be a real jaw dropper because you're going to look at what you spent your past 24 hours doing and you're going to look at your priorities and you're going to recognize that you weren't living in line with your priorities. And then you're going to raise your hand and say, Dr. P, but, but, but I had all these things happen to me. And you're right. Things do happen. But it's this really rare circumstance where things happening to you, like true emergencies where like blood is involved and not the blood we deal with on an everyday basis, people. I hear you thinking that. <laughs> it's those sorts of emergencies. They, they can totally derail you from where your priorities are, but that is super rare. What really happens is that we make choices and we decide that there is something else We want more right now than we want our goal. We make a choice. 
many people feel like they're the victims of their calendar or they're the victim of time. You are not a victim of time. You make choices and these choices have results. So these are the results that you have in your life right now. So let's create a different story about your calendar maybe. A story where you make choices and you make decisions ahead of time about what your results are going to be. Then you calendar your actions and you obey the calendar no matter what. This is both easier and harder than it sounds because remember there are only a couple of things we do around here. We decide what we're going to do, we write it down, we do it, and then we self-coach on steps one, two, and three. The, th the good things that happened and the things that we didn't mean to happen when we didn't show up as we were supposed to. This list of four steps is everything when it comes to time and calendar management. Because if we look at our language and our beliefs around time, almost every one of us comes from a position of scarcity when it comes to time. Think about it. We say we have so little time left. I've run out of time. Where did the day go? Oh my god, where did the month go? Whoa, I can't believe the kids are growing up so fast. And then we cue sunrise and sunset <laughs> from Fiddler on the Roof, right? All of these thoughts or questions contribute to a mindset that time is finite. And I suppose from a philosophical standpoint, time is finite and that we're wasting our time. But the truth is, is that we don't know if we're going to die tomorrow or in 20 years or in 60 years. And if time is finite anyway, what would our days look like if we committed to being who we are and standing in our truth in the time that we do have? And so here's what I want to challenge you to do this week. I want you to make decisions. Write down what you're going to do, do it, and then do the self-coaching on steps one through three. And so today we're going to start with making all of our decisions ahead of time. That, that's step one, make decisions. One of the best things we can do to be in service to ourselves and to cut out the brain chatter is to make as many decisions ahead of time as we can. So what does that look like when it comes to the calendar? Well, it looks like writing out what you're going to do. Which brings us to goal setting. We set out our priorities earlier, and now we're going to lock in to one goal. All right? And that's because how you do one thing is how you do everything. But please know something. All right? If you have a goal of doubling your revenue or getting a third-party audit and make that your priority, it is okay for family to come second to that goal. Because here's the truth of the matter, that prioritizing, setting a goal, and being in service doesn't mean you are going to spend more time at work, and it doesn't mean you're going to work harder. It doesn't mean you're going to spend less time uh, with your family. Because if you really show up to this problem, to this process, you're going to have more time with your family, <laughs> okay? <laughs> You're going to have more time for fun and for your hobbies. 
and for the things that you want to do outside of work. And if that feels unbelievable, I want you to just be that possibility for the rest of this podcast. Just just try that thought on for size that I can prioritize work and have more time for my family. So go and take a look at what those priorities were. Pick a goal for the month. It can be an impossible goal. It can be a goal you think you can achieve. It can be a goal that you've achieved before. (laughs) Okay. Maybe if you have a goal of writing a book and you've already written a book, but now you have new ideas about how you're going to write that book even better. Pick one priority. Decide on a goal for that priority that can be accomplished in about a month. Commit to to that goal and be okay with that decision. The priority in my life right now is to make $2,740 a day because that's how I'm going to make a million dollars a year. Everything I do is in service to that goal. It doesn't mean I ignore my kids. It doesn't mean I ignore my husband. It doesn't mean I'm not showing up to my employees. It means I'm showing up to myself in a way that creates $2,740 a day. So once you've picked that goal and have aligned it with your priorities, we need to break it down into steps. What are all the things I need to do to achieve this goal? So let's walk through an example. If you're going to write a book, you need to come up with a topic, okay? James Beard award-winning book. You need to break it into about six parts. If you look at like a lot of uh, nonfiction books out there anyway, they're, they're basically in six parts. And then you need to sit down and write the book, right? (laughs) And then you need to send it off for editing. So just focus right now on writing a bad first draft. Because remember, all books start with a bad first draft. So we know the basic steps of writing a book. Next, we're going to figure out what all the obstacles are. The first obstacle is to decide what you want to write about and be super, super clear about who you are being in service to in writing your book. Then you have to figure out what the chapters are and what each chapter is going to do in service to the book itself. Next, you have to sit down and you have to write the book. Okay, then you're going to do some self-editing and send it off to the editor. So what are all the obstacles that are going to come your way in the writing of the book? Let's just hone in a bit and say you have your idea, you know what your chapters are because you've already done that work, and now you just need to write the book. So you've decided that you're going to write six six chapters that's going to have four main chapters and an introduction and a conclusion. And when I wrote my book, I wrote chapters first and then I wrote the intro and conclusion because it helps with the flow and things like that. I want you to decide ahead of time how many hours it's going to take you to write each chapter. When I was writing my book, I decided it was going to take four and a half hours per chapter to write my book. And I broke that up into hour and a half increments. I wrote in hour and a half increments all the chapters and did all the editing to produce my book. Your job in writing this book is to get a bad first draft done. You need to know how to try. You need to know that failure is an option. But not the kind of failure where you don't write the book. The kind of failure where you write it and it isn't as good as you hoped for. The kind of failure where you put yourself out there and it didn't turn out the way you would expect or the way you had expected. This is not the kind of failure where you never show up in the first place. Because I guarantee you, when you decide and you commit, you are not going to want to show up. 
That's your brain talking to you and creating the thoughts that doing this work might literally kill you. And your brain, it's just doing what brains do. It wants you to be safe. And here's where you have to choose discomfort. You've got to choose discomfort in service of your dreams. Decide what you want to do and do it no matter what. Now, write down what feelings you are willing to feel to meet this goal, okay? It doesn't have to all be negative feelings, you know? You can, you can, what if you allowed yourself to feel joy in service of this goal? Next, decide how much time your project is gonna take and determine that you are gonna do it within that amount of time. If it takes more time, folks, it does take more time. But if you don't show up doing the work, that does not work. Make the consequences for going over time or not showing up really, really bad. When I was writing my book, I told myself if I did not get my hour and a half of writing done in my chapters, I was going to wake up at 4.30 the next morning and write. I do not like to wake up at 4.30 in the morning. And so I got all of my writing done. <laughs> all right, next, I'm gonna to talk to you about the Monday hour one process. I want you, again, if you're not, not if you're driving, I want you to go to your calendar right now, all right? And for the next four Mondays, so for those of you who are listening to this over the weekend, I want you to go to uh, next Monday. And for the next four Mondays, I want you to either get to work an hour early or clear an hour in your Monday morning schedule so that you can do the Monday hour one process. It is only an hour. And the first thing you're gonna do is commit to getting your schedule done in an hour, okay? This itself can be hard and it requires very fast decision-making. And that, my fellow foodpreneurs, is on purpose. <laughs> it doesn't take a long time to make a decision. We make decisions in an instant. What takes a long time is indulging in confusion. So I want you to not indulge in confusion. And I want you to commit to getting your entire week scheduled in one hour on Monday morning. Then, come Monday morning, you are going to sit down uh, with your calendar, whether it's electronic or paper-based, and you are going to look at your goal, you are going to take a deep breath, and you are going to start making decisions. The first thing that you're going to do is you're going to decide when you have time for yourself, for your hobbies, and for your family. And the first several times you do this, you are going to completely freak out if you uh, generally overwork. Okay? We are not used to putting ourselves first. We are not used to scheduling time for our families. But I want you to schedule time for yourself and put it on the calendar. When I first started doing this, I forgot to schedule myself lunch. So I highly recommend you schedule yourself lunch, friends. <laughs> schedule time to go to the scout meetings. Schedule time to go to your worst service of choice, if that's what you do with your time, okay? Next, I want you to schedule something called focus time. This is two hours every day where you focus with no distractions on fulfilling your commitments. Fulfilling on the things that you have promised to the people who you are in service to. Turn off Facebook, turn off the Slack channel, and put the phone on Do Not Disturb. 
two hours every day, you're going to focus on the people who you are in service to. All right. And remember, most of this process is about being in service to yourself and your business. And if you need time to sit down and think about how to grow your business, do that during focus time. And then finally, what you're going to do is you're going to schedule all the sub-steps you need to do to fulfill your goal for April. So from the book writing example, we'd scheduled writing out six chapters in four and a half hour um, per increment, you know, like per chapter. I would break that into three one and a half hour blocks of writing. And you can schedule this on your electronic calendar, on your paper calendar. It does not matter as long as you schedule it and just show up to it. I schedule mine uh, in a combination of a, a spreadsheet that I have in Google Sheets and on my Google Calendar. I have about a four-week layout on my schedule for tending to my product projects, okay? And this is what we are diving into in how to manage this process in our April Power Group. So if you're interested in doing that, just leave a comment or... Um, on, on the on the page or send us an email at sfbdi at dirigofoodsafety.com and we will get you enrolled in the power group because this is so powerful. So once you have your calendar filled out and you've made all of your decisions about what you've committed to, congratulations. You have committed to steps one and two of the four-step process. Good job, everybody. You decided what you were gonna do and you wrote it down, okay? So only two things remain, steps three and four. And many of you are gonna be stuck in one, two or three not working out. So that's step four. And I don't want you to beat yourself up. The point of this process is not to find out new and interesting ways to torment yourself on not showing up to yourself. Be curious, use a strive model about what you didn't do or what you said you were gonna do during the day and how you did or didn't show up to yourself. Look at what you committed to and be curious and think about what you did and didn't show up to, that's all. That's how you move forward. Use your strive model to be curious and ask yourself powerful questions around, were you safe to do the work? Were you trained? Do you have the, you know, like, do you have the respect of your teammates and yourself to go do it? Have you made the investment in time, talent, and treasure to get it done? Do you value getting this work done? Is this a project that you value? We don't value everything. Hopefully through the priority process, you've decided that you valued it. And then finally, are you empowered? Are you empowered to stand in fear and discomfort to get this project done? That's how you move forward, okay? And so, of course, we've got a download to help you. All right, I have put out something called My Founder's Day. This is the process I use along with like my actual Google Calendar to figure out what I do during the day, okay? So I want you to go to www.sfbdi.com slash episode 23, and you can go get that my Founders Day spreadsheet and the explanation that goes along with it, okay? And always ask questions, folks. We're here for you. SFBDI at DirigoFoodSafety.com. All right, come find us on Facebook at Dirigo Food Safety. now that I think Facebook is back up. All right, ask questions because that's how we grow. And if you want to take the work deeper, we are covering time management, supply chain, and even working on stopping over drinking during April, 
in the power group, okay? If you're interested in taking this work to such a deeper level, we'd love to have you join us. That's what we got this week, my fellow foodpreneurs. You all have an amazing week. Hey, foodpreneurs. Have you thought about joining that power group and you're not really sure how to do it as a corporation? Well, I have super news for you. Starting this month, we are actually having corporate subscriptions to the power group where up to five people can join the power group. Y'all get workbooks, you get access to the membership site, access to the calls, emails to me to ask questions uh, so that you can come together and grow as a group. And I'm offering this super amazing value at just like, I mean, 50% off of the regular price. So five people from your corporation can join up with the power group for only $5.97 a month. It's super amazing. I would love to see you there. And if you want to join up, you can go to www.sfbdi.com slash power group and click on that second button on the page that says I'm interested in a corporate subscription and it'll take you right through there. Thanks so much. Have a beautiful day. You've been listening to Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele on the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast. We hope you loved the show. For more information and show notes, please find us at sfbdi.com. Thanks for listening.